Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Carefree Black Girl Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am your host, Shakira, and I miss you all. I always feel like in between the week, um, I'm just so far away from you all, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But whenever I'm recording for the next episode, I just feel like I'm actually speaking to you all. And it just makes me feel closer to you. So we were actually going to skip this week as far as episodes were concerned, because we're trying to line up a few things for the coming weeks um, that I think you all will be very, very excited about because I sure am. But I just literally just had a thought. And I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it and I felt like this was something that we could talk about this week and that maybe someone needed it, if not everyone. Um, And I guess we just started like this. So about a month ago, maybe two months ago, I wanted an aloe plant. (laughs) Yes, I wanted an aloe plant because I had been watching YouTube videos about people using aloe on their hair, on their skin, and just the benefits of aloe, how it makes your skin glow and your hair just be moisturized. And I mean, we all want that. I know I want that. But I said, okay, how about I just get an aloe plant and grow it myself instead of buying aloe leaves from the store? So lo and behold, someone gave me an aloe plant. I got off of work one evening, got home, and the aloe plant is like sitting on my porch. And the aloe plant had grown so big to the point that it wasn't going to grow anymore in the pot that it was in. So I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know anything about plants. (laughs) I stop and I admire their beauty whenever I see them, especially if they're flowers. But when it comes to caring for a plant and keeping a plant alive, I am not the person to help you with that. So I sought help from my dad and my mom, who are both like plant connoisseurs. My mom has all of these flower potted plants that she has at her job. And my dad has a garden where he grows vegetables and fruit. So I asked them what I should do with this aloe plant. And they told me to pot it in a bigger pot because, of course, it had grown too big for the one that it was in. So we got together and we found a bigger pot. And we put the soil down into this pot and pulled the plant, like the aloe plant, out of the smaller pot. And me, you know, I'm just going to like put the aloe in the big pot. But my dad was like, no, put the soil that it was already in into the big pot on top of the new soil and then place the plant in there and water it and let it sit. Because it's best that it's, I guess, like it's already accustomed to the old um soil instead of just putting it in the new one and it's like a shock so yeah 
I don't know. That's just what they told me. So that's what we did. And the aloe is just growing. Like it's to the point where the leaves are so thick and so full and it's like growing over the size of the new pot. And when you move a plant from one location and replant it in a new location, that is called transplanting. So that's what we're going to be talking about today when we are transplanted in life, the things that we go through, how we're moved from one location to another and the kind of shock that that brings us and also the growth that it brings us. But with all growth is hurt because that hurt brings way or makes way for us to be able to grow into the beautiful, beautiful people and the beautiful, beautiful individuals that we are. Now, what triggered me to think about it was I thought back to a time where I was just like going through it. I was literally going through it. And this was near the end of college, um, my last semester in college, so the end of 2016. And I just had so much going on in my life. And today, not too long ago, honestly, from this very moment, I was thinking about how fast time had passed. And I was thinking like, wow, it's been almost two years since I've gone through many of the situations that happened during that time. And when I was going through the things that I was going through, and I'll explain a little bit in a minute, but when I was going through those things, I felt like time was just lagging on, like the days were just going by so slowly. And I just kept questioning why things were happening to me. Why, like, why did I need to go through these things? Like, what lesson did I have to learn? And when was I going to see the end of this tunnel? Because it just seemed like the tunnel just kept going and going and going. And I could not see the light at the end of it. And so I guess we can just go into it, right? So it was my last semester of college and I was living with two roommates. One is my best friend and the other was um, a person that I was very close to and we had some issues within the household and that person moved out and when she moved out she failed to pay her portion of the rent but because of the lease we had the rent kind of fell on me and my best friend and this person was just like free to live her life and go on about her business and we had to take her to court and me and my roommate had to take this person to court to get her to pay a portion of her rent. She didn't even pay everything, right? So me and my best friend, we had to come out of our pocket for the rest near the end of the lease, but she did have to pay some of it. And not to mention the roommate that we had to take to court to get her to pay a portion of the rent that she owed was one of the closest people to me. And I still love her dearly, but at that time, I was just so hurt by what she had done, and I just felt like she left me high and dry. So that was a friendship that I lost, and along with that friendship, many other friendships that came along with my relationship with that person and the group that we had formed. Um, I don't want to go into too many details about that, but there was a group of us, and I just felt like I had broken apart from that group, and they were all like you know, just being happy and sisters together. And I was no longer a part of that. And then at the same time, I was 
getting ready to graduate, trying to figure out what I was going to do after graduation. So that was on my mind heavy. I was, I don't even know if you could say dating. I was talking to this guy, this boy, because at the time he was a boy. I don't know what he is now, but I was talking to him and just like going through so many emotions along with him because he was talking to me and Erica and Jessica and Brittany and whoever else, you know, like, and those are just names I made up off the top of my head because he was just talking to so many different women and I knew it, but it was just like, he could tell me anything and I would just believe it. It was like, I was in a haze and I just, now I can see so much clearly, but back then it was just like all foggy to me. And I just wanted to believe everything he said. Right. And graduation night came and we both graduated the same time on the same day. And I saw him with his ex-girlfriend and I cried. I cried on the night of my graduation. I had just left graduation with my diploma in hand and I was crying on a night that I should have been celebrating. And that was when I knew that I had just reached the lowest that I can possibly go. And I started to realize that I had placed myself in a lot of the circumstances that I was in. So I had to take ownership of those things and realize that some of them, yes, may have been bad people, but I allowed them to take up residence in my life when I shouldn't have or when I should have saw the signs early on and chose to evict them from my life, right? But that was when I started to grow. Once I reached the bottom, once I had sunk all the way down to the bottom and it just felt like there was nowhere else that I could possibly go, that was when I started to see growth. But the time span from that night to now has been about two years. Yes, but looking back, it does not feel like two years at all. I'm looking back like, wow, has it really been that long? And I say all of that to say that when you're going through the growth process, when you're going through the growth process, it feels long and it feels hard and it feels like it's never going to end. But once you reach the end of that tunnel, you don't really know that you're at the end until you reflect on those things and you wonder like, why did I put myself through that? Why did I put up with that from that person? I deserve so much better. And that is when you look back and you're like, wow, time has really flown by. And it's not until you have reached a certain point in the growth process that you're able to look back on those things and really see how far you've come. But as long as you're going through it, it just feels like it's so long. But trust me, time is flying when you're growing as a person. But I wanted to say this and I wanted to relate it back to the plants because when a plant is growing, right, when it starts off, many times it starts off in a greenhouse or in a protected environment, in a sheltered environment, in a small little pot. And when it's in this pot, it begins, if it starts as a seed, 
it'll start to grow up through the soil and you'll see the tip of it and you know eventually it'll come out and start to sprout and when it's going through this process the roots are very tiny very small and once it's grown out as much as it can go the roots will start to kind of reach the bottom of the pot where it can't grow any further and then you have to move it to a bigger pot um more than likely in an unsheltered environment and i just wouldn't be me if i didn't leave a little education in this for you all or a little bit of you know definition so here is a little bit about transplanting it says that in agriculture and gardening transplanting or replanting which is another word for transplanting is the technique of moving a plant from one location to another most often this takes the form of starting a plant from seed in optimal conditions such as in a greenhouse or protected nursery bed then planting it in another usually outdoor growing location and giving you another definition of it it says that transplanting is the process of moving a fully germinated seedling or a mature plant and replanting it in a permanent location for the growing season hmm that's interesting because that is where i want us to find our similarities in this podcast episode because i think that life is all about the growth process and the things that we go through are all a ways and means to get us to fully develop into the people that we're meant to be. And I don't think in life you stop growing or you stop maturing. I think that life is just an endless process of growth. But I do think that we have things and times in our lives where there's a shift. There's like a huge shift. And that one shift is the thing that kind of pivots us in the direction that we should be going in our lives in general. And I feel like what I went through at that time in my life, and that was just the tip of the iceberg because some people may be thinking like, well, that really wasn't that bad. But y'all, it was it was terrible that time. I felt like I, I told you I felt like I reached the lowest of lows. There was so much happening in my life outside of school, outside of relationships, outside of friendships, you know, family matters and things like that. Um... It was just a lot happening and I felt like all of those things helped to pivot me in the direction that I should be going as a person and I felt like that was where my roots were starting to hit the side of the pot. That was where I was reaching that fully germinated seedling that we talked about in the definition of transplanting or that mature plant. And I was not in a position to grow anymore. So the people that were in my life, the relationships that were in my life, even the church home that was in my life at that time, because I ended up having to leave that church home because it was like a big thing that happened there. And I wasn't growing in any of these things. I wasn't growing at the church. I wasn't growing in that relationship. I wasn't growing in those friendships. And I reached the end of the pot that I was in. So I was maturing, but I couldn't grow any further because my roots were stuck. And in order for me to be able to grow, if we're 
lining this up with the process of transplanting and plants and what it means in relation to us in order for me to be able to grow any further because I could have stayed there right because plants when they reach the end of those pots when they're in that greenhouse you can leave them there sure but they're just going to be these fully grown plants and you're not allowing them the time and space to grow and eventually those roots are going to die but I could have stayed in those places, in those relationships, in those friendships, in that church, because I was comfortable in those things. I could have stayed there, but God had just made it to the point where even if I had the choice to stay there, I wasn't going to be able to. God didn't give me the choice to stay in those relationships and in those Um, situations that were no longer beneficial to me and that were no longer um, conducive to the person that God had already designated for me to become, right? And one thing that happens when you transplant different plants, and it doesn't happen with all of them, but they may have this thing called transplant shock And that is a term that refers to a number of stresses occurring in recently transplanted um, plants. So when you move these plants to another location, right, they're shocked because you moved me from this one place where I was comfortable and I was fine and I was protected. And now you want me to be in a different environment around things that I'm not sure what they are. Um, You're putting me in soil that I am not familiar with. And I think that that just lines up perfectly with when we are growing and when God picks us up from one situation and plants us in another location, we can be shocked. We can be shocked. Here I was. I was comfortable. You had me in a relationship with this guy. I really liked him. You had me being friends with this girl. We were really cool. And now we falling out. Now me and him aren't working. Now you want me to move to another location. And I don't even know what's out there. I don't even know what's on the other side of this greenhouse. But you want to take me and place me there. But I don't know what's out there. I think that those are all thoughts that we have when we're going through the transplantation process, when God is taking us out of one situation that is bad for us, that we might not even realize is bad for us, and is placing us in an environment for us to fully mature and to fully grow and to fully be our best and brightest selves, taking us from under that sheltered greenhouse where we have reached the maximum. We have done as much as we can do, and now he has to place us in another location for us to be able to fully develop. I think that all of those are thoughts that we have. We're scared, we're afraid, because we aren't really sure about what's happening. And that's what happens to plants when you're transplanting them and they go through transplantation shock. So I was reading up on it and I was I ran across some tips and it says, um, it's literally about plants, but it says how to avoid and repair transplant shock. And one of the tips is to disturb the roots as little as possible. Now, this tip goes back to when I was replanting my aloe plant. Remember when my dad said, leave 
the soil that it was already in on the plant so it wouldn't be just planted into new soil it would be surrounded by something that it was already familiar with now in relations to us as people when we're going through the transplantation process and we're growing we should also not disturb our roots if we can and in this case our roots being those things that we have learned and those bonds that we have formed with others those people those ride or die people in your life that are literally not going anywhere those people have seen you at your lowest they've seen you at your highest and they've still chosen to be there with you regardless those people are a part of your roots and your roots are also I feel like um, the experiences and the lessons that you've learned along the way, because those things are your foundation. Those things are the things that allow us to sprout up through that soil and to grow. So why would we let those things go? Why would we want to up and change the very foundation and the very makeup of who we are as people? So that's number one when it comes to going through the transplantation or the growth process. Disturb the roots as little as possible. Another tip that it gave us for preventing transplant shock was water thoroughly after transplanting. And it says this is a good way to avoid transplant shock and will help the plant settle into its new location. So remember also when I was saying how I had gotten my aloe plant and we moved it over to the bigger pot. And my dad was like, you know, water it down so that all of the soil was wet. That was allowing the plant to settle into that new location. Now, when it comes to us being transplanted into a new location, I liken this tip of water thoroughly after transplanting to pouring into yourself after you've been transplanted. So after I had gone through all of those things that was happening in my life at that time, I began to pour into myself, mainly because I didn't have those relationships that I had before where I would be solely dedicated to these people. I was dedicated to the things that they wanted to do. I was pouring into their dreams. I was pouring into the things that they wanted to accomplish instead of focusing on myself. So I think that this is likened or can be likened to us pouring into ourselves instead of using our resources to pour into other people. If you take the same amount of energy and effort that you took when pouring into other people and you redirected that to pouring into yourself, you're going to be adding to the growth that you're already going to experience in this new location, in this new soil, in this new growing experience. That is what I look at this tip as when it says water thoroughly after transplanting pour into yourself focus on your growth as an individual so I started studying for grad school um, I started focusing on my businesses I started focusing on different endeavors that I wanted to accomplish and I'm telling you it passed so fast that I told you I look back and I'm like wow it's been two years but imagine if I would have chose to stay in that greenhouse in that environment where I was not going to grow but where I was going to still be pouring into relationships that were not beneficial to me and people that had no um 
intentions of helping me become my best self, imagine where I would be right now. That two years would not feel like it would have flown by. I would still feel like time was just lagging and I was still in that tunnel, never able to see the end of it. But another tip that they said when it comes to avoiding transplant shock is wait patiently. And that's the very last tip that they gave. It says sometimes a plant just needs a few days to recover from transplant shock. Give it some time and care for it as you normally would, and it may come back on its own. And that is right up our alley when it comes to being transplanted into our growth process. Wait patiently. It's not an overnight thing. And although I did say that, I look back and I'm like, wow, it's really been two years. That's partially because... I didn't put a time frame or a time limit on my growth as an individual. And that's something that I'm so proud of. And that's something that I want for you as well. I don't want you to put a time span on your growth. And I don't want you to try to make your growth look like someone else's growth because it's yours and yours all by yourself. And it's beautiful when you look back on all the things that you're able to overcome and all of the things that made you cry at one point in time and all of the things that you never thought that you would get over. And when you're finally over them, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to witness and see and recognize the growth within yourself. And it doesn't look like everyone else's. So don't try to look for similarities between your growth and your friend's growth, your growth and your mom's growth, your growth and my growth, because it's it's distinct to you. Just as you are an individual, so is your growth. It's unique. It's you. So wait patiently with it. Give yourself time to be able to settle into this new location. Give yourself time to be able to fully mature and let your roots settle and let your roots get accustomed to a new environment, whatever that may mean. And when I say new environments and new locations, I don't always mean physical. You may not be in a new city. You may not be at a new school, but you may have a new mindset. You may think differently now. All of that is new. It's something that you have to get accustomed to. So I just wanted to leave you all with that. And I hope that is helpful. I want you all to know that just as plants have been protected in a greenhouse or been protected in an environment where they were sheltered and they started off in these little small pots and their roots grew and they grew and they grew and they just couldn't grow any further. Once you've reached the bottom of that pot and it's time for you to be transplanted into a new location, I don't want you to be afraid of it. And sometimes that looks like rock bottom. For me, it looked like rock bottom when I felt like I lost everything and I lost everyone. It was really just a new beginning for me to be able to find new relationships with people, find new relationships and new meaning with things within myself because I feel like I have really learned who I am and I've learned what I like what I don't like what I will accept and what I won't accept from other people so the growth process is so beautiful y'all and if you've been through it before you know what I'm talking about if you haven't been there yet sis is coming and you have this episode to listen to when you get there so don't be afraid don't be afraid of the transplantation process and don't be afraid of transplantation shock 
because it happens sometimes. If you didn't have to go through it, kudos to you, sis, because I did. But that's okay. And I want you to know that it's okay, too. And we'll see you next week. I really hope that this was helpful to you all. Um, Let me know if it was. Also, don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at Carefree Black Girl Diaries. And that is all, you guys. Stay black. Stay carefree. See you next time on the next episode of the Carefree Black Girl Diaries. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.